remove myself from the equation. Pain. Pain ain't putting on some jeans that fit you when you bought them. And you've been doing squats two or three times a week. And all of a sudden, you become the thing you make fun of. I'm just saying. These are a little bit too skinny for me. But I was in a hurry. Then I time to figure out how so I was like, gosh, so great they grab another pair of jeans and, and they needed iron. And I'm like, I got time to iron now. They ain't skinny. Like, this ain't totally skinny. You just gotta check Daniel out. You'll see what skinny skinny looks like. Skinny jeans are like leggings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still got a little bit of room. I still I, I'm like I'm like thin jeans. That's what I got. I'm wearing thin jeans, just so we can be clear. I ain't wearing no skinny jeans. We should be putting that. We should be putting that out there. Look at this. Your story it matters. You will overcome Satan himself by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the words of your story, by the words of your testimony. You will overcome. Your story matters. What you've been through is not a waste. The pain is not just for something that is just going to be a sad story. The pain is for your gain. And what is your gain? To be used of God to help others that may not be in the position to help themselves. This is why. We talked about what pain is. This is why. Now I want to give you two things on how to endure. These are the practical things that you can grab a hold of tonight and you can walk out of here better and better and stronger and stronger. Number one, this is how you endure. You keep standing. I don't care how many times you've been punched in the face. You keep standing. I don't care if you're standing like this. You just keep standing. I don't care if you got one tooth left. You, you know, me and Candace always jiffing each other or giffing, depending on what generation you're born in. And, and, and we both jiffed each other the other day, the exact same picture when we were talking. She said she had sinuses down in her teeth. I'm like, you better be careful. Don't bend over or your teeth might fall out. And then I sent her jiff with one guy with a one tooth left. He's just smiling with one tooth. Girls don't find that stuff funny. You don't, don't talk about their teeth falling out. You got to keep standing. Life is hard. Yeah, it is for everybody. You're not special in that way. You're not the only one being picked on by the devil. You're not the only one being hunted by the devil. You're not the only one that's been through some stuff. Don't let the devil trick you even in the pain you've been through by making you feel sorry for yourself. You got to put on the full armor of God. So that you will be able to stand firm. Stand firm. Dig your heels into the ground. And stand firm. Don't give up. Against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle. It's not against people anyway. They're just being used. Just like you've been used. Just like God can use you in a better way, they're just being used. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against rulers. It's against powers. It's against the world forces of this darkness. Against the spiritual forces of wickedness 
in the heavenly places. Look at this now. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Why? So that you will be able to resist in the evil day. What's the evil day? Just about every day lately. You just better keep suited up. And having done everything that you know how to do. I mean, you've given it your best. You've put everything. You put your back into it. You're bloody. Your hands are bloody from it. Your feet are mangled from it. And when you've done everything you know how to do to stand, you know what you got to do? You got to stand firm. Therefore, in other words, just keep on standing, baby. Don't give up. As long as you got breath in your lungs, don't give up. As long as you got faith in your spirit, don't give up. As long as you got hope in your soul, don't give up. A lot of church planners ask you to like, hey, reach church. It's been miraculous what God has done. And you've been through a lot. And you've experienced a lot. And you've been attacked a lot. How? How? Have you done it? And I, I tell them flat out, look, first, God. Second, I'm too stupid to give up. That's just the honest to God's truth. I don't know how to quit. If I knew how to quit, I probably would have quit a few times over. I just don't know how to. You got to knock me out. You better choke me out. You better, you better take my breath away and drag me out the ring. Because I just don't know how to go. It's not, I don't think it's some great attribute. It's surely not a gift from God. It's just a stubbornness. And I think it's something God saw in me that he knew he could use for his glory. As long as I don't use it against him. That's the wrong way to go. So how? You stand firm. Never give up. And the second one is you find the joy in every single situation. Don't find the pain. Don't find the excuse. Don't find the revenge. Don't find the gossip. Don't find the jealousy. Don't find the envy. Don't find the sin in the situation. Find the joy. James 1, 2, 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind Come your way, and they will consider it. Consider it an opportunity for great revenge. Oh, no, no, no. For a great chance to get even. No. For a great chance to gossip to all your friends about what happened and give them a second offense against somebody that you're probably going to forgive, and they won't be able to because they're not involved in the forgiveness process. Are y'all hearing me? Never ever go across or down when you're dealing with a tough situation. Always go up. Always go to spiritual authority. First, always go to God and then go to spiritual authority. Don't go to your friends. That's not, hey, I just need you to pray for me. Sister so-and-so said such and such about me and I just found out and can you believe like I love her man I'm praying for her but this is not the first time this has happened you know I heard she did it to Renee last week 
And I heard last year that that, that Sue left because because what Mary said about her behind you know she's she's probably got a gossiping problem. You follow what I'm saying? That ain't that that ain't that ain't a prayer circle. That's a gossip circle. No, you seize it. You take it as an opportunity for great joy. God, you trusted me with this. You're allowing me to walk through this. It means that there's something on the other side, that there's going to be a gain for the pain that I've been through. And that gain is going to be used to help others through their pain. And we're just going to keep winning them one by one to Jesus just like that. For you know, That when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. See, I like lifting weights, but I hate running. I get out running. I think it's like from the devil. I'm like, I tell people all the time, look, I ain't running no more. Marine Corps don't run me tired. The only person I'm running from is the police, right? (laughs) Still in me every time I see him. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, (laughs) it's it's a grain deep up beside me. For you know when your faith is tested, your endurance is a chance to grow. So I go out running, I think like, all right, I just did a mile. Next time, it should be much easier. And it's not. And I'm like, I'm done running. It's a waste of time. Watch this now. So let it grow. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed who you will be promised from God you will be strong in character and ready for anything that ladies and gentlemen is the end goal this is where we want to find ourselves we want to be ready for anything So that we can stand and stand there for. We want to be ready for it. To be ready for it, we got to be strong in character. To be strong in character, you got to have your endurance fully developed. For your endurance to be fully developed, it's got to have a chance to grow. For your endurance to have a chance to grow, your faith has got to be tested. For your faith to be tested, trouble's got to come. And that's where we see the missing link when we read it backwards. It don't make no sense to put this sentence in there. It is considered an opportunity for joy. That's where you know. That's where you know. This is the key. God has given us a mystery. He's given us a sign. He's given us a key here that we got to see it. If I get in a tough situation and all I do is complain and reason and talk and gossip, then my situation is never going to change for the better. It's actually just going to get worse. But if I will get into a troubled situation and I will just say, I cast all my care on him. This is not my fight. This is his fight. I'm going to find the rest and the peace because I'm going to find the joy first in it all, and I'm going to know, ha, laugh right in the devil's face. Ha, 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 ha. You thought you were going to trip me up with this one. Ha. 
emoji crying face texting to the devil right now just out there crying laughing face not crying face Ooh. <laughs> i'm sorry we're getting to the end here it's been a while since i don't preach like this no telling what's about to come out so i better hurry up and finish this thing all right you got to find the joy what does that mean man if anything else I, I i don't know like i broke my neck in the marine corps and i had no idea what the heck is going on i wanted to be a career marine and in the middle of that i was starting to sense and feel the call of god on my life to do what i'm doing today and then when i broke my neck i learned i'm not going to be a marine anymore well once a marine always a marine but not active duty and at first, I felt this great sadness try to come on me. And all I heard was the Holy Spirit speak to me, James 1, 2 through 4. And I ignored it for a week because I thought nothing's at the beginning of, the Bi- of any book of the Bible except for in the New Testament, but a bunch of hellos. It's like Adele. Hello? You know what I mean? Like some Lionel Richie stuff. Like I, I, just, I, I just ignored it. He actually started telling it to me the week before I broke my neck and then I'm laying there weak miserable and depressed and discouraged and he just whispered it back to me again and I opened up my Bible and I read it and I just started to laugh I see God you're making me have the opportunity to lie down and rest right now because the call that you have on my life is not to remain in the Marine Corps, but is to go on to do this. And now this is final. There's nothing I could do about it. I didn't have to quit a thing. I got medically retired because I don't know how to quit. And that was my big struggle. How do I quit on my Marine Corps career? And I could have looked at that thing so bad, but I walked away. My pastor came over to pray for me. And he sat at the edge of my bed, and I'm just smiling. I'm waiting on surgery. Can't move my neck. Got this big Darth Vader thing on my head. He's like, why are you smiling? And I said, because I find joy in this, Pastor. You do? Yes. Because God clearly has showed me now the path that he has for my life. I got to let the Marine Corps go and run after this call. He thought I was high on drugs. I'm telling you straight up. He was like, are you medicated, son? I said, no, sir. I haven't taken any medications. He's high on life. I'm high on Jesus. So what does all this mean? Paul said, we weren't able. We weren't able to endure any more pain. We weren't able. But you know what they were? They were willing. They weren't able but they were willing. There's a difference. I may not be able to squat a thousand pounds, but I'm willing to try it. I'm not able to do things, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I may not able to endure any more pain, but I'm willing. God, if that's what, if that's what is best, if that's what is needed, that's what's going to happen. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. Are y'all here? Let me just run through this real quick. I got like three minutes left. How much pain on a scale of one to 10 do you think Jesus went through in this earth? Betrayed by one of his best friends. 
arrested for a crime he never committed, beat, spit on, mocked, beard ripped out, crown of thorns dug into his skull, whipped to his flesh hung from his bones, crucified. You think it's a 10? I think it qualifies as a 10. This is audience participation now. Litmus test, right? How about Paul? Stoned to death, shipwrecked, bitten by a snake, put in prison over and over again. He didn't do nothing wrong. He's just preaching the gospel. Then beheaded. I think that's like at least a 9.5. What about Job? Thank God for Job. No matter what you're going through, just go. I mean, just go we just did it in our one-year Bible replant. I just went back and did it again. Every day I'm just reading it again. Thank you, Lord, for Job. Thank you. Somebody has it worse. Had his family taken by death. Lost everything. Was the richest man in the land. Lost everything. Went through so much. Had boils all over his body. Whew. That's, a, that's probably a good 10. What about Esther? We see the, the story of Esther. There's so many beautiful parts of it. But let's not forget. She was a sex slave to a king that she never knew. That's really what she was. But yet in the midst of all this, she says, but for such a time as this. This pain I've endured. God has positioned me. To save his entire people. That's got to be at least a 9.5, probably 9.9. What about Joseph? Plotted for murder by his own brothers, left for dead by his own brothers, sold into slavery by his own brothers, accused of rape, which he never did, sentenced to jail, which he didn't deserve. That's got to be probably a 10. What about Peter? What about John? We just name them one after the other. And here's the point to it all. Every single person we've ever seen in scriptures be used greatly by God. They experienced an unbelievable, tremendous amount of pain. And so I close you with this. The threshold of pain you are willing to endure will be the level God is willing to use you. The threshold of pain that you are willing, not able, willing to endure will be the level God is willing to use you. God's not wanting just to put you through pain just so he can use you. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am telling you is, is when you refuse to bow to the God of this world, no matter what he throws at you, God starts to pay real close attention to you. And he starts to see somebody that he can count on, somebody that he can trust, somebody that he can use, because no matter what life is thrown at you, you have stood and you have stood therefore then God will use you in ways that you can never even imagine. I can never in my life think of the ways that God has used me in the last 20 plus years. I, I, I still know there's so much more that God wants to do with my life. And I just have to remove myself from the equation and say, my life is not mine, it's yours. 